I'm Sophie. And I'm Emily. Welcome to Hallmark Remarks. Hallmark Remarks. Ba-na-na. Where we go deep about shallow movies. Where we talk all things Hallmark, dating, mental health, and pop culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. It's your two favorite Hallmark girlies joining you again on a on a Wednesday. Emily and Sophie coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're here and we're ready to talk about we're back to Hallmark now because, you know, we did have a little brief Barbie interlude there. But now we're back to Hallmark. Well, and we did um, a classic movie and yeah. we did, you know, we just we kind of we we come back to Hallmark but we have to yeah. leave it sometimes so you appreciate Hallmark for all it's worth. It's a soft place for us to land back in Hallmark. Yep. So, and you know, and- I will say uh, we this week I got told that I we this uh, podcast has been recommended to several new people. Oh my gosh. And hi. Hi new friends. I think some of our numbers have shown that as well. So, if you're new here, don't worry. This intro will never be like this again we'll do a different one next week <laughs> so we don't that's why we pre-recorded our real intro because we probably forget something to talk about anyway when we rejoin every, every dang time so uh welcome <clears throat> we have a fun episode for you tonight yes last week we talked about barbie which was just really um different <laughs> mm-hmm. than what we normally talk about but we like to throw those in every once in a while and yeah i hope you liked it you know, it's uh, end of August. The days are getting darker. Um, I just saw mm-hmm. a post that this is the last week of normal, like, 8 p.m. sunsets. Yep. And then every single day, starting at the end of this week, we lose two minutes of daylight a day. Oh, my gosh. But then it becomes cozy season. And you oh, know I'm how so we ready. love yes. you know how we love a cozy season. So. I did tell Haley, we were sitting on the porch yesterday, and I looked her, looked her dead in the eye, and I said... Christmas is going to be put up early this year. And she said, <laughs> How early? And I said, when it's cold. <laughs> when it's cold. But like, cold, not everyday cold. It's like the first cold day. It's like, nope, it's going up. <laughs> Truly. If you I like, even have an inkling of wanting hot chocolate that day, Christmas. You know, That's it's where a it sign. is. It's mm-hmm. like the whole like, lick the fingertip and like, feel for the wind. <laughs> You're like, it's, it's Christmas. <laughs> it's like um, Elsa. Uh, no, no, no. What's the what was the that sound? Yeah. That, what was the sound in Frozen? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There you go. I can hear you. <laughs> it's the sound of Christmas calling your name. Christmas is like jingle, jingle, <laughs> silent night. <laughs> we'll workshop it. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> We'll workshop it. It's fine. It's yeah. not going to go in the intro yet. But anyway, <laughs> right now we don't have a Christmas for you, Christmas movie for you all. But like, we're just giving you a forewarning. Like that season is soon, and we do have a lot of time to plan for it. Like, we're ready, and it's mm. going to be a great season. So, shall we dive on in shall to we, our movie shall today? We? Yes, um, yes, we shall. I will give a little disclaimer that I worked approximately eleven hours today at my job, and I texted Sophie and I said. 
I never in my life have forgotten to eat or drink water before. That is just never something I forget to do. And the past two days, I've had to almost set reminders on my phone to be like, go drink some water, go eat a snack, because I've had so much to do. It's just that manager life. No big deal. I'm definitely working for my paycheck, so I'll <laughs> it at that. Um, so if I say a weird something or another, it's probably not going to be any different than normal. But if I seem weird, it's because I'm exhausted and we're going to rally. So here we go. So that Movie was a lot week. of explanation for why she doesn't have a write-up. That's it. That's the oh, only reason you said that is because you don't have a write-up. <laughs> I'm also feeling a little slap happy. So okay. this will be a great episode. Welcome, new listeners. Mm. Um, just hit the ground running. So our movie this week is called Love in the Limelight. And it is starring Carlos Penavega and Alexa Penavega. We love Ugh. them. Our two. Our, our I kind of always like have like low expectations for some reason for the both of them. And then Me too. they just knock it out of the park. I know. It's like she she made Spy Kids cool. Therefore, like, I think she's got some chops. You know, like she really like, does. I uh, like it actually makes time, me want to go watch um, the like the those first three. I was thinking the whole time during this movie. Um, I just wanted her to like. Do you remember that song at the credits of Spy Kids two? Yes, and people don't know what that. It's is. such like, nobody a nobody watched it. It's like so good. if if I was a better editor, I would insert a clip of that song like right here. But you know, <laughs> you'll have to just <laughs> look it up. Um, I just that was like my biggest dream is like. Just being tossed on stage and be like, go perform. And then just magically knowing a whole routine and slaying it. But, you yeah. know, that didn't happen here. So um, anyway, Love in the Limelight, pen pals, um, Nick and Summer are basically pen pals for 15 years. Um, and it says Summer is reluctant for her relationship with him to go public when they finally meet. Um because he is a former boy band singer and he comes to town for a comeback concert. So Nick is Carlos Penavega. He plays Nick. Alexa plays Summer. And that's pretty much how it is. He is in a boy band called the Mendez Brothers. Him and his his brothers. It's very reminiscent of a, our favorite band, the Jonas Brothers. And the Jonas <laughs> Brothers! And so, like, the beginning of the movie is him... Um, talking about how he is not too famous to answer fan mail and his manager's like you have so much like we need to hire somebody and the first letter that he happens to grab is summer's letter it's all decorated all cute on the envelope and stuff and inside the letter it's like every single fan letter that a teenage girl would write and hope to get a response it's like the stereotypical like I'm a, I'm a huge fan, but also I really just care about the music. And if you ever need a friend to talk to, call me. Like, I would have absolutely done that as a teenager and, like, prayed for a response. <laughs> so in this case... Well, and, like, she had, like, a response. couple of, like, heart stickers and... A picture like, of swirl, her. She, she had, like, swirly writing on the, like, envelope and, yeah. you know, things like that. And I was like, Super this is excellent 12-year-old vibes, you know? Yes. And, like, she included a picture of herself in there. And she was just, like, <laughs> she was speaking to his heart. Like, I really just care about the music. So if you ever need a friend, call me. And he was like, 
I think I'm going to call her like 25 <laughs> seconds later. And so he calls her and she, he was like, hey, this is Nick Mendez. Like I got a fan letter. And she was like, yeah, OK, whatever. And hangs up on him. But then we get this like montage of over the years of like they start as pen pals and then it graduates to like I am and then texting. And basically they've kept up with each other for 15 years. Um, the Mendez brothers eventually break up and like, they, you know, were texting and talking through that. A lot of his relationships. Well, um, I mean, like, let's you know, appreciate the went. fact that Nick Mendez goes solo. I know. I know. I literally like was Nick bring that Jonas. Up. I was, I was like, like mm. what other correlations do we have? And his name is mm-hmm. Nick Mendez and he goes solo. And the, the, the Mendez brothers broke up for whatever reason. Um, and so throughout the years, we kind of see this montage and then cuts to present day. Nick is kind of, you know, a little bit of a has-been, but he's kind of refusing to, like, accept it, (laughs) admit it. I don't know. Um, You know, he's still kind of doing interviews and stuff, and he um, he's like, nope, still writing music. Like, you haven't seen The Last of Me, and everybody's kind of like, eh, I think we have. Um, And then we find out Summer works in human resources at a university in Salt Lake City. And so that's where they are now. and yeah, basically, he he gets like a small gig mm-hmm. in Salt Lake City, and his manager was kind of like, "You need this, you know. You need to go, and you need to sing, you need to play." And you could just tell how like defeated and under like, um, motive like unmotivated he was to like yeah. seeing and writing that kind of stuff. We find out the really shallow girl that he was dating was like cheating on him, and it was this like big dramatic thing, but. He was kind of walking away going, what do I even have anymore? You know, like my brother, I'm not really in my brother's lives. Like they all have their own lives. Um, It didn't seem like anything horrible. It was just they're all like married and have kids or like going to college, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you've got Summer who is super involved in like her family and like they're really important to her. But she is privacy, 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 privacy. Yeah, and we don't know um, why at first, and I was kind of yeah. like, you're kind of annoying me. Like, why, why are you so... Like, won't even yeah. take a picture and put on, like, social media or won't even, like, attend work events because she's like, I care about my privacy. It's like, okay. Well, and, you know, I hate in these movies when, like, the big deal that's made is about something really lame yeah. or they don't tie it back up. You know, yeah. like, they never really explain it. Um, they did a great job. The explanation I, yeah. was really sense. solid. So, essentially, you've got Summer. Like, Nick comes into town, into Salt Lake City, because there's a gig. And she, Summer and Nick have never met in person. Mm-hmm. And she's never seen him live. So, I'm like, he's, like, your favorite artist. So, that yeah. was weird. That um, <laughs> but the way it happened is we find out her dad has no clue that the last 15 years she's been writing to this boy. Mm. Um, but her abuela and her mommy, um, both knew and were like, Oh my gosh, that boy again, you talked about him all the time, you know, which is so yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, and so he comes into town, they're reconnecting or not reconnecting, but well, kind of, and they're like hanging out and you definitely you definitely can see like there is like solid chemistry between the two. Totally. But they both were like we're just friends, we're just friends and she kept adamantly saying she didn't want him to meet her family and everybody was like, Why? Why? And she go and I appreciated at one point she goes, Because to you it's just meeting like meeting my family and you know, we're just friends, like whatever. Yeah. But like 
it would mean a different thing to them. And I was like, that's a great way to explain it. It's not that there's a shame or even a bad secret thing. It's just a, this would not go over well. Like this would not, you know what I mean? Like this, not even this wouldn't go over well, but basically they would mean that they would think that this means this is the one I'm going to marry. Yeah. Yeah. And so sitting there going, yeah, just me, my family friend of 15 years. It was, she was like, no. And I respect that a lot. Yeah. Cause like to the mom and her abuela, it would probably be like, oh, you've been talking for so long and you're finally meeting. So for them, yeah, it would be like maybe a serious thing. And then for her dad to not even know about him and then all of a sudden, you know, meet him and find out would probably feel super betrayed, you know, because he's been kept in the dark about this for like, you know, 15 years. And they've had, you know, she's had boy, you know, a boyfriend basically, and he's had girlfriends. So it's like they were really talking under the gut, you know, friendship um, umbrella, you know, for 15 Mm -hmm. years. Um, So yeah, it was, it was a good explanation on her end. And um, I also really love, like she has a really good friend uh, at work and she's played also by the girl who was in Stick It. Who well, played, yeah, and she, yeah. but she was in the um, happiness of, uh, what's the, the magic what's of the, ordinary days. Yeah, magic of ordinary yeah, days. Yeah, so I was like, wow, it was so and wild. Like, so she was, yeah, she was like May May, I think, in Stick It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I like seeing. Um, so she again. was the funniest character in the whole movie. Um, because she says this line where it was something about like, she wanted uh, summer to get out there and be more open to things. And then she said something about her husband. She said, Oh honey, I married down. <laughs> right. Right. She, she was like, I settled. Yeah, I settled. Um, <laughs> and like, I no, was but cracking. You guys are perfect for each other. And it's like, no, but, uh, I settled. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, that's funny. Um, and then later she was in there going, uh, you need to find out if Nick is single because, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And I was like that. I don't know. I, I think I always am going to be team like best friend best side friend. character. Yeah. Because what they bring to it is they like take this serious. Everything is such a big deal person. Yes. And they're like, girl, chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, but we all have that. There's yeah. been moments where you're like, I think it's this and maybe it's this. And I don't know if I want to say anything and I'm a little bit scared and da, da, da. And you got the best friend going quite literally, what is there to lose? Like, yeah. just go do the thing. Have some fun. It's a fun story later. And you can just entertain me while we drink wine. And da, da, da. you know, just and like, I feel okay. like they have the best friend has the most freedom to maybe like deviate from not deviate from script, but like really make it their own because they only have maybe a couple spots that they're in or a couple lines or something. And then, obviously, if you're the main character, the director may have a better idea of where they want you to go and, like, all this stuff. I feel like with Alexa Penavega, a lot of her characters feel the same with every movie that she does. Like, the lines are delivered very similarly in things, so it's fun to see a side character who gets to have, like, a little bit more freedom and funny and personality yeah. and stuff uh, to kind of balance that out. Um, she did great, obviously, for the movie, but I, I've noticed a little bit of repetition with that. Uh, so I think the casting though was great. Like her abuela was like TikTok famous. <laughs> she was like the dancing abuela. Um, oh my gosh, it was so funny. So funny. Um, yeah. So basically, like when he comes to town and they meet, they're spending a lot of time together. Her whole thing was like, yeah, there might be feelings there, but 
Also, I am a super private person and you are the opposite because you're literally famous. And like, I know. He's in the limelight. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She was like, I know all about your exes. Even if they were for a short period of time, I know all about them because they are posted everywhere all the time. And my privacy is super important to me. Um, And so that was kind of like the tension between, you know, kind of diving into a relationship because right away he was like, this is different. It's like we're meant to be together. Like he's telling his manager that he's kind of just like really all in. And he was already considering staying in Salt Lake City. Um, You know, before the gig even happened, he was like, I'm writing again. I just feel inspired and like I can really be myself. And for summer, there was a little bit more, you know, questions and unease there, I would say. Um, But we do find out kind of the reason why she is so private. Mm -hmm. And I, like you said, it was a really good explanation. Um, So eventually she does bring him to dinner with the family and she was giving him all these, she was like prepping him with all of these. (laughs) Which um, don't talk uh, about this. Don't talk about that. Yeah. So so one of the things was don't mention Christmas because my mom, like this Christmas competition, decorating competition every year she wins. But last year she lost her best friend who lives across the street. And I was like, I want that to be a Hallmark Christmas movie. movie. Like I want them to make that into a movie or to like the net this, this coming Christmas, they have a movie where we get to see Alexa and Carlos like for like a second, you know? And it's like the mom getting her revenge. It's like when (laughs) Rapunzel and Flynn Rider like make a cameo in frozen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I just need a little, a little bit, but the whole movie is about like the mom and dad and Abuela. Like (laughs) just that's what I need the best um, but it was funny because she did like well she yeah she did like all these different things which you can say what they are and she said don't mention x y and z and then yeah. within 60 seconds of them sitting down to dinner all of them got mentioned them. by somebody it, it's, it was basically like my brother loves music but he's into hip-hop but my dad hates hip-hop so don't talk about it and so he talks about hip-hop he was like i think i'm gonna <laughs> add a little hip-hop flair to my new album and then um that's the one that stood out to me the most. But basically, he talked about every single thing. Don't don't talk about how you're a musician because my dad yeah. doesn't trust yeah. musicians. Like you know, doesn't respect them. Don't talk about Christmas. And then with the abuela, like tell her that you like compliment her um, social media presence. Yeah. And that kind of thing. But like, don't tell her I told you to type of thing. And and the abuela like knew she was like you you do not follow me on TikTok. Right. Like, <laughs> She was like, actually, my you got my follower count wrong. I know you don't follow yeah. me. Um, and it was kind of like going weird at dinner. So all of a sudden, like, she was like, actually, we've been friends for 15 years. And ta-da. So the dad is, like, not super happy with it. And um, we get a scene with Nick and her dad where Nick is just basically like, I love her. Like, I really care about her. I think she's perfect. I think she's great. And he was like, I know. I just... I'm really protective of her. You know, growing up, she was bullied a lot. She had two immigrant parents um, who looked different, who had heavy accents, and she was picked on a lot. Kids would call her names. And then one year, basically for like a talent show um, or something, she was going to sing. And when she got on stage, all the kids started like laughing at her and making fun of her and making noises and all this stuff. And so she was like, you know, she loved to sing before that moment and then hadn't sang since or whatever. And then had didn't since then had just become really private and, um, you know, did her, did her job and did her job well and all this stuff and just like, you know, got through it all, but just a very private person. And so that just kind of followed her into adulthood. And so it would make sense why her 
you know, potentially dating and falling in love with a, a musician, that could uh, that could be a pain point a little bit. So well, I like that, you know, that was kind of the reason. Yeah, and it, I liked that it was the reason because my initial reaction, like my point two seconds into hearing the story, was kind of like, eh, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then I really sat with it, and I was like, I could tell you like top five things that were incredibly embarrassing at that age for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I remember yeah. them. Like yeah. I could tell you most of the names of the people involved. I could tell you the smell. You know, I mean, like yeah. there is something about. A certain age, you know, for us when things are embarrassing, but also a really sensitive subject, which is like, um, you know, your family. And there's times when it's not necessarily a I'm ashamed of my family, but it's like I yeah. so badly don't want to be different, you know? Yeah, and I just um, want to be embarrassed by something. Yeah, and so I think that that perfectly explained her privacy. It's like that's um, a core, you know, memory for her is... Yeah this embarrassment involving people that she loves, but also I'm sure that there's just embarrassment of being different, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so privacy is easy. I can love my people and nobody can make fun of them. You know, like, no, I don't let anybody in to make fun of those that I care the most about. And so, yes, you carry that into adulthood and, you know, there's ways that you can kind of leave that stuff behind, yada, yada. But I think it was actually an excellent explanation because it involves something that is sensitive, which is the immigrant parent yeah. storyline. And I don't say that to belittle, actually to unbelittle, like to, mm-hmm. to bring awareness or like give it more, you know, um, credit to say like, I've just, I've heard from friends who, you yeah. know, talk about the mean things that were said. I even remember in, um, the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding, one of the oh, things, yeah. one of the storylines is like her, the food, you know, mm-hmm. and what it smelled like and what it was called. And they would make, they would call, call it caca and, you know, yeah. things like that. And it's like other is so made fun of. Um, is, yeah. So I, I just very much was like, wow, I really love the writing here that that is their explanation. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you hear like one time, one person on the playground made fun of one thing, da, da, da. But he was saying, like, there was this pattern and this culture of, like, making fun of this area for her. And the Mm -hmm. moment that she was supposed to shine, it got stolen because of this sensitive area for her. I don't know. I just, I really appreciated it. And I thought, most people watching this who have had an embarrassing moment at that age would resonate. But then more so individuals who have been made fun of for, you know, their family and and things like that would, would get it. Yeah, and he just delivered it in such a heartfelt way. Like, I really believed him, and I believed yeah. that, like, he was saying that about his daughter. Um, and so I thought it was, it was like, really well done in that. Um, and then previously, too, his manager, when he was kind of gushing to his manager about how better he was feeling and how much more himself he was feeling around summer, she was like, this would be a great story. And he was like, I know, can you believe it? And she was like, no, like, it would be a great story for the press, like – you meeting this pen pal. This would be, it'd be good PR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be good PR. And he was like, uh, I think at first he was kind of like, no, don't do it. He brought it up to Summer and she was like, no, absolutely not. And so he went back to his manager and said, like, don't run the story. Basically, that's a no go. So we, I thought that maybe the conflict was they were still going to run it anyway. Same. Um, 
And but what happens is like after this dinner and they confess their love for each other, they have a beautiful little like he's singing and playing the guitar at her. <laughs> at her. I was dying. I was like, no. how did this happen a week after? So like, but you know what? It's her real her. husband. And it's her husband in real life. So it's OK. It, yeah. Yeah. So it's like sweet. And it's not like too, too awkward. But they're like, you know, having a moment and they smooch. And then the paparazzi are around, of course. Um and they get pictures of them together. And so um, that is run on a TV show, like one of those little like gossipy news shows about how like he's found this new boo who turns out to be a super fan and all this stuff. And like it gets run without him knowing, without her knowing. And basically like she just sees it on TV one day and she's just like, nope, I can't do this. I'm very private. Like we shouldn't do this. Um, that whole interaction I thought was kind of weird because – it just felt very much like I'm saying my lines and this is my line. And she was like, I just think we shouldn't do this. And he was like, well, can we at least stay in touch? And she was like, no, I don't think that's right. And like, <laughs> it just, I don't know. I get it. Okay. But, it but was like homegirl cried. <laughs> homegirl home cried. So believably. She did. She did I, well. it's hard. Okay. So two things. One, well, first I need to go back. When the whole, hey, Summer, can we run this story that you're my super fan and now we're, you know, reconnecting and she freaked out on him yeah. because before we st- we didn't know why she was so private. But at this point, we as the audience know he didn't know. And he was like, oh, my word, because <laughs> yeah. um, she was, she just was like, no. And, and rightfully so. She was like, I thought I was more than a pin pal to you. Like, yeah, I yeah. thought I was, you know, more a really good a friend and yeah, more than a story whatever so she walks off so i thought oh is this another one of those adults don't talk to each other things well he immediately goes to his manager nopes that one manager was like not i mean she was not rude about it but she was like i really think this is the wrong choice whatever and he goes no like summer Mm -hmm. matters more to me Mm -hmm. he calls he calls he calls the friend the co-worker friend to summer was like summer like give him a chance whatever he shows up at her work she hears him out and here's what she hears a full look, her dead in the eye apology owned up to what she, what he could assume she was feeling, mm-hmm. said, this is not what I meant for you to feel, but I can absolutely understand if that is how you feel. I mm-hmm. am so sorry. I told my manager specifically she is not to run with this. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, something I am against. I did not give them any information, like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, yes, you really adult delicious. man this looking her in the eye. It was so good. Then. Fast forward to this moment. She's it's interesting because the family dinner was so stressful, but then it was a really cool moment between Nick and and her dad um, where he they were friendly at first because dad just thought it was a friend. And then they find out that he like he's like, I'm in love with your daughter. And he's like, yeah. you can call me Mr. Whatever his last name yeah. was. <laughs> Went really cold with him. And then um, Nick goes out, helps with um, some car problems he's having with this like old, very beautiful car. And that's when he finds out about the bullying. So it was like this really like touching moment. And then they kind of warm up to each other again. And then um, he's playing guitar later. And the dad is like dancing with Summer and then dancing with his wife. Super cute. All these like cute little moments. Yeah, super. And awesome. then, yeah. And then Summer's like, hmm, so you're in love with me. And then it was either to Summer or to her dad. He said something. I think it was to Summer where he was basically like, I want to be better. Like, yeah, I. I can't wait to, 
until I'm with you and I love being around you. When I'm around you, I want to be better. Like all these things. I don't, if that's not love, I don't know what is. Truly. These movies are always so funny when they try to define love because defining love and pinpointing it, it just, it's like almost impossible. Yeah. Um, and these like little romantic moments and stuff. So anyway, it was, it was okay. So then there's, to me, if they had done it a little bit better, I think that the dramatic moment would have made more sense. But to me, she was so tightly wound about her family stuff and him being in love with her. And she's still, you know, wanting to be private. And she was starting to be vulnerable with this guy she didn't really trust because he was probably leaving, you know, all mm-hmm. these different things. And then all of a sudden she is seeing her worst nightmare come true, which is her face on the TV screen. Yeah. Um, her face where she was making out with him in a public park. Uh, but anyway, so, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah. So to me, the moment was like definitely overly dramatic. Uh, especially since they're supposed to go on this like cute date that night and like, she was all excited about it. Yeah. So I was kind of like, it it felt like she went from like one side to the other, like very dramatic shift. But, um, it maybe if they were like paparazzi at the bottom of her building or if she was getting calls from her friends that they were getting harassed to get to know information about her, maybe something like that could have sent her over the edge, but a picture of them kissing and some nothing channel. She was like, Oh no. Yeah. I I thought his lines were delivered worse where he was just like, just confessed his undying love for her basically. And was like, I want to stay here. And then she was like, she was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And he goes, okay, can we still stay in touch though? Like (laughs) it felt very like, okay, well, if you don't want to date me, can we at least like still write letters? But, but like he had just confessed his feelings and like these deep feelings for her. And it was like this heartfelt, beautiful moment. And he was like, okay, well, can we still be friends? And, and she was like, I don't think that's best. And like, then he leaves. (laughs) So I just wanted it to be a little bit more emotional on his end. I guess he wanted to like, I wanted him to like fight for her a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know. It was like over very quickly, that scene. It's like they had a couple lines that they had to say and then they moved on. Um, But it just didn't match the level of like heartfelt that was like two scenes before. So I was like, uh, whiplash? What's happening? I just, I don't know. I I disagree. I I see your point. And I, yeah. I, like, I get where you're coming from because valid. <laughs> but to me, it was like he was just in shock. Like, that's the yeah, vibe that's I got. True. I got that's that good. he was just like he was coming. He was he literally like hung up early on his manager because he was like, eh, we'll talk about that later. I'm going on a date with Summer. Like he was right. in. I'm going on a date with the love of my life. I've told her she's the love of my life. They had what I think was one of the most romantic scenes in all of Hallmark history on her like abol- ab- Walita's um back porch like by the yeah. little fire when he's playing guitar her um but I was like that whole scene was so romantic so cute he even played like a, a version of his song that he originally wrote and she was like those aren't the lyrics and he was like that's how I originally wanted it to sound so yeah. like really really cute moment the very next day after that high that he was on he's got these pink roses walking which very felt very high school so i was like what are you doing Mm -hmm. um but he's walking into her apartment she looks cute as all get out Mm -hmm. he's excited and right when he walks in she is distraught going look 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 your 
girlfriend breaking up with you is on here. And then all of a sudden it shifts to her and she's like devastated. So to me, it was like shock. Like, uh, okay. Like he's losing literally everything he thought was like building up to. So, um, but I also see the stiff, weird deliveries and all that kind of stuff. I just didn't know how to react to it. But yeah, like either way, we knew something like that was going to happen. It was set up for sure that, but like, it did. It was a little different than what I thought was going to happen. I thought that like they were still going to run the story about that. They still ran a story, but I think it, it felt like they just happened to catch them and were like, "Oh, look at this! Look at what we saw while he's waiting for his, um, you know, upcoming gig." Not like, I don't know. They ran the story, but in a different way than I thought they were going to. If that makes yeah. sense. So yeah. Either way, that's kind of what happened. Um, and so like. You know, she did. She's not talking to him, and he's kind of giving her her space. And then they're this like gig. It's the day of the gig or whatever, and he ends up getting a really big crowd. And he was like, "Yeah, it's probably from that story." And his like sound guy, his sound engineer, who was also giving Big Rob vibes from Jonas Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> um, like he was just Big like, Rob for real, and that's no lie. <laughs> that's no lie. Um, really mad that like he's not on tour with them whatever so he was he was at the yankee stadium at their first like shows i know Uh, a dream but he was like um you're not a has-been you're a once was and that's more than what a lot of people can say it's like so good cool i like that and then there was well because it's like i feel like has-beens are like it just implies this washed up and you're like you're completely negating how awesome you know what you did was like you're yeah. you're sitting here acting like because i can't maintain it for literally ever ever it, yeah. d- it it doesn't count how awesome it was when it originally was awesome yeah or like um it has been implies failure yeah and like a once was was like no you are like a legend my cat's making noise. Sorry if you heard that, everyone. <laughs> um, and so he's playing this gig, and it sounds great. Like, it's a different setup because he's playing songs that used to be performed, I think, also by the, his brothers, like, as a band. And so now they have, like, um, he has a band in the back. He's, like, soloing. And it sounds great. Like, whoever wrote the music for this movie crushed it because it's – I was bopping. I was like, I would I know. Like, it's a lot of times it's, like – a lot of times you're just kind of cringing during the parts yeah. that are supposed to be so good. And you're like, right. <laughs> no, it was really well written in the sound. Yeah. Like the mix itself was catchy. It was really good. Um, also, I will say the music part was another area that it's like, sometimes they can, it can be so lackluster Yeah, how they do the um, conflict part with it. So he, uh, in the very beginning of the movie was like, yeah, I'm still writing songs. And obviously like, isn't, well, he goes to Salt Lake City and has to kind of just work with this band that's there. And he's so distracted, unmotivated, not doing well. And the band is, is sounding just fine. He can't seem to kind of jump in and like find the melody yeah. and get yeah get in his groove and that kind of thing. So he keeps like saying, let's take five. He's like kind of avoiding the fact that it's like him, you know, yeah. causing the issue. And I, I sometimes hate this where... The moment that, like, the girl comes into the picture, the guy starts singing phenomenal, phenomenally, yeah. you know, and it's just like, no. Um, and that whole week, he struggled a lot. Like, 
would sometimes get a little bit better when him and Summer were, were in a good spot, but they were so up up and down that, like, yeah. it was a little bit hard to predict. And I really enjoyed seeing his struggle, you know, yeah. not seeing him just jump right back in now that there's a girl. Like, I, I don't like that. I don't like that for a girl or a guy. You know, yeah. it's just not not it. Um, But once things were a little bit smoother and, like, just she basically invited him to dinner with um her friends and he is like standing there and he's like, let's just, he starts off with, let's just start with song number two. We'll figure it out. They start playing. He gets the text is texting her back. And then it's like, all of a sudden he kind of slides into, you know yeah. what he knows and he's having fun. The band is having a ton of fun behind him. Like yeah. they're really grooving. And then, you know, big Rob, uh, great value. <laughs> big Rob is like, nodding his head bopping yeah. and i'm like yeah the producer's happy <laughs> clicked yeah yeah um and like the final scene is the night of the show it's the night of the show y'all um <laughs> and she's like you know of course on the, it's the final she's, jam <laughs> yes she's on the she doesn't want to go she's cooking um with her abuela and she's like is it abuela or abuelita she called it's both okay Perfect. I didn't want to say the wrong thing. Her abuela. Um, they're like cooking together, or whatever, and she takes a swig of her red wine and she's like, I think you need to go to the show. Yes. <laughs> Basically. And, um, but she, she says, she says, you know, I love you, right? <laughs> yes, of course I do. So you know that what I'm about to say comes from love, right? Yes, abuela, what's going on? You are being very stupid. Yeah. <laughs> sips, sips red wine. Yep. Perfect. Cannot wait to be that when I grow up. Yep. Um, yep. And so she gets all dolled up. She goes to the show and um, he is about to play that song that he played for her at dinner. And he was like, actually, can we stop? And then like, you know, cause he saw her in the wings and he stopped playing and he was like, I actually want to play this song the way that it was meant to be played. Like the way that I originally wrote it. So I, I kind of love in moments like that and in movies where it's like, oh, gosh, we have to suddenly pivot. Just follow me, band. And, like, it's perfect. <laughs> and, like, they're jamming and it just, like, goes perfectly fine with no rehearsals. I kind of love that, no matter how unbelievable it is. So that, that sort of happens. It's, like, the same song but different vibe. And so he's doing that. And then guess who comes on stage with him and starts harmonizing summer <laughs> so they have this little duo harmon <laughs> yeah <laughs> they just jam and like yes sing a little together and it's just this yep. sweet little moment and then i was waiting for her to just alu, alu, alu. <laughs> isle of dreams break it down <laughs> so good (laughs) yeah so and i liked it too because he was like moving to salt lake city um and they even said this made me roll my eyes because this is not true um but in the beginning they were like he was like salt lake city like you know for the venue and she goes apparently like it's a really up and coming city for like music (laughs) (laughs) no it's not not. (laughs) but in pretend land if that were the case that works you know yeah yeah and, I mean, she's going to always kind of have a serious needing, like, a very grounding job, yeah. you know? Yeah. And she even had – it was so funny. So she's in HR, and there was this guy named Milton. <laughs> I loved him. Um, he and he was this, like, little nerdy 
um, grumpy gnome giving, you know, vibe giving like person. Yes. Yes. And he was like, Sweater Mrs. Vest. So-and-so has like 37 bunnies, bunny rabbits in her <laughs> cubicle. It's too many. And she, ne- I need a 40% reduction in those if I'm to work next to her. Then gets moved elsewhere and the guy like breathes loud. You know, he's yeah. a mouth breather. And then she basically implies, so she like handles him really well. And even her dean like said, you handle him really well, but other faculty find you like cold and not like very approachable and which I found interesting because she was so one-on-one like kind you know mostly um but I get it if you don't know her and she never comes to anything it's hard to know that you can just go and talk to to HR about something so anyway the whole movie Milton keeps coming in with like different complaints and expectations and well I'm gonna go talk to's and whatever well, she at one point said, Milton, like, have you ever considered, you know, I'm looking at your job description. It looks like you've taken on a lot of new tasks. Like, this could just be a stress, you know, reaction. Yeah. Are you sure you want to even be doing this job? Like, is this something you enjoy? You know, Basically, whatever. Basically, like, you're the problem. <laughs> yeah. And he even said, I know what you're saying. You're saying I'm the problem. I'm going to talk to your dean about this. So she's like, great. Then the breakup happens because, you know, privacy issue. And the next day she's in the Dean's office and with him and he was, she basically expected he was going to like rant and rage about like how rude she was. But he, he goes, you know, basically thanks to the fact that she called him out a little bit, he was able to finally be honest with himself, recognize that no, he hadn't been happy in a while, you know? Yeah. I kind of liked that story arc, you know, because we got to see her in her job. A lot of times you hear about one of the main characters jobs. You never see it, you know? Yeah. Or like there's like one scene where they're in a meeting or something. You're like, okay. Um, And especially when it's the serious person, because that's kind of boring to show like a serious job, I guess. Like um, or to me, if if it's a business owner who's serious, you at least have the whole business to show, like, various scenes. So, yeah. really enjoyed that they did that, and it was believable, the, like, workplace, you know, the, it was a cubicle, cub- mm-hmm. cubic office or something, whatever they call them, um, where she had, like, four walls, and it was relatively soundproof, but it still was cubicle vibes. Yeah. Uh, so, like, all those things I really liked, but Milton was so funny. He did such so a great, funny. the actor did a great job there um the best friend she did a great job and then i even really liked the little bit of interaction we had with her family was really great and like i said i mean i would totally be down for a like christmas movie involving the parent and the abuela like it's totally down martha may Huvier when she's like betty hi (laughs) i thought of that i was like oh my gosh martha may Huvier wins every year and then she walks I mean, by with a freaking her. um the mom walks by with it with the traffic light like i know <laughs> which are so like, won't this just be perfect and you hear like crashing cars crashing. in the background i'm like oh my gosh um i want that as a whole movie but it's like yeah the the mom the movie is about her comeback because <laughs> yes like, you know last year and then today <laughs> Yes. Like I or even I would love they um another storyline that I think that they did really well with was um why kind of why the Mendez brothers broke up but really he was just ex- he was saying, "Oh yeah, we fought all the time." Like just kind of casually mm-hmm. said it. She was like, "Really? Like you guys always seem like you got along so well." And he was like, "I mean, yeah, for like press, of course." He goes, "But my my such and such brother like he kind of had my back because it was kind of a nightmare the others, you know, picked on me and beat me mm-hmm. up and whatever." 
And he wasn't sitting there like boo-hooing. He was just saying naturally. Brothers are, you know, yeah. fighting and, and whatever. Um, and so going solo kind of made sense for him because he just wanted to sing. He didn't want to deal with all of that. And they yeah. moved on with their lives. Yeah. And I was like, okay, picture this. Ready? We got a Christmas movie oh, where yes. Nick and Summer are traveling to the Mendez home for Christmas. Yes. And they're spending time there and she's getting a glimpse while calling home to her dad, who mm-hmm. is keeping her abreast of the decorating drama. But if you yep. heard, the mom and best friend still hadn't talked. So mm-hmm. really the story is about how they are like coming together and there's a storm and it wipes out all the decorations. Oh, but yeah. they decide, you know, the church needs them instead for the pageant. They get together and they put it yeah. together and it's this beautiful thing. And you're seeing like split screen both storylines kind of happening at the same time. I love that. I mean, isn't that so good? And you can like have a little side um, storyline where he's like falling for somebody, you know, and he has yeah. a little cute girlfriend well, or something. You just like, there's two movies there. There's her family. Yes. And then there's the movie about them going to see the Mendez brothers who then like yeah. decide to put on, to get back together one last time for a charity. Christmas yes. Party. For the pageant. No, for, for the, pageant, the pageant. I just said <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we meet in the middle at the end. And yes. then you have another movie. <laughs> yes. I mean, so good. The so manager is like, us. would you guys ever want to do this? And and they're like, yeah. No. <laughs> and then it's like up to Summer to like convince them or something because it's yeah. her mom. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, just hire us right now. I, I actually might write into Hallmark and say I have a really great movie. We have an idea no, I'll reach out to um um the Pennevegas. I'll say, hey, yes, guys. directly. Just DM them on Instagram. I, if I'm not wrong, I think they, like, typically are also producers on their movies yeah, I think so. or something. Yeah. So they are, like, pretty involved. And I appreciate that because I think that those are the moments that the all the little, like, loose strings get tied up nicely. Yeah. Um, and the quality of how they get tied up, you can typically tell, you know, mm-hmm. one versus the other. So... Uh, I was even talking to Haley. I forgot what movie I was watching, but I said, "Ugh, I'm going to be so annoyed if the thing, whatever it was, that it's building up to is like nothing. You know, yeah. they're like saying, oh, you know how dad was because of the thing. And then that thing ends up being like one time ice cream fell on his foot or, you know, just something yeah, really like pathetic. Minuscule. Yeah. So I'm like, quit doing that. Like, if you're going to have this big old build up, have it for a stinking reason, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I really like when there's legitimate stuff or casual, like bringing up the brothers always fighting, whatever. And so you can kind of get an idea without it being overly explained. Like, it just kind of was there. Yeah. But it allowed you to understand why... While he chose to go solo, he was a little bit listless with it because I'm sure that as the younger, just all this stuff. So, anyway, I think a Christmas movie um, kind of sequel basically to all this to do it all. It would be so good. Like, oh, my gosh. And then the judges of the pageant could be Emily Grubbs and Sophia Payne from Hallmark Remarks. like we're just we're judging this because it's a local pageant and we are a local podcast oh my gosh national recognition with national recognition amazing can you imagine if we were like we i, I would ride that high 
oh, forever. For the rest of it. I'd be at my wedding and be like, this is not even the coolest day of my life. This is like the second coolest day of my this life. This is but like, it's 14th cool. at this point. Yeah, because like we were on set for many days. So like this is like the third or fourth most cool day of my life. <laughs> I guess adopting I mean, my daughter might have been one. Yeah, it's pretty high up there. <laughs> It's like a close. That's like second. Second of their their best one. It's up there. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I personally would give this movie like I want to say like a seven, seven and a half. I'm gonna say I'm probably seven and a half, eight. I think okay. everybody should watch it. It's yeah. incredibly cute, incredibly fun. I um, had a headphone in. It was on my laptop, and I carried my laptop everywhere with me. But I was like getting some stuff done. And I could turn my head and still kind of know what was going on, like, scene-wise. But then I would catch myself, like, stopping, cleaning the kitchen and just staring at the screen, like, fully watching the moment, you know, the scene. Mm -hmm. And then I'd go back. And then at the end, I, like, sat down for probably the last, like, 20 minutes of the movie and just watched. Yeah. And to me, Hallmark movies and those types of movies, I like to, like, get stuff done while I'm watching them because I enjoy Mm -hmm. them. But they're not going to, like hold my every single moment attention um but this one the fact that it kept grabbing my attention it's a good sign yeah. so yeah a lot of great moments a few mm-hmm. silly moments but like you know we're we're sometimes really picky and sometimes not so you know they're not bad moments um but yeah, yeah i really recommend you watch it so we saw it on friendly of course yes. and this one didn't have commercials so it didn't have commercials that was, was really an nice hour and 24 minutes in case yep. anybody needs to know um, so yeah, definitely watch it. And I thought it was super cute. So I'm glad that it was on our to do list. Yes, Hopefully. that one. And I think we picked it specifically because you noticed it was the Pinnavegas. Like, so, yeah. you know, we, we typically are like, it's so funny. It's like, oh, yeah, lo- love them. And then I watch, you know, one of their movies. And I think it's because they are excellent, but it still is typical Hallmark movie. Yeah. So my brain goes into typical Hallmark movie expectation. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, wait, I forgot the magic that they always bring to it. Well, and it's like, uh, because, yeah, because they're married too. like, at the, so at the end of this movie, we just see them like kissing in a different outfit. And it just said the end. And like, you know me, I love a one year later or something. But for me, it's, I knew they were going to be together because my brain is like, well, they're married in real life. So yes, like, the characters yes. are going to be together. <laughs> well, there was actually a really cute moment when he was playing guitar at her um, and he changed the lyrics to like what he originally wrote that song for. And then she's listening and then he starts into the chorus and she recognizes that. So he's like encouraging her to sing. And it was beautiful because the mom and dad walked like and saw they're it and watching. they just had this like he broke her out of her shell. Like, it's just, it's that moment that, like, basically every parent wants to see. Like, you're not loving the fact that your daughter will be, you know, with somebody else or your son, but to see what they give to your daughter or son, which is, like, confidence or encouragement or, you know, be who you are, like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so they kind of have this little, like, harmony moment and then of course they end up that's the exact song they sing in the end of the movie together but they have this little har- harmony moment and he stops playing and she just lightly like touches his forearm and kind of like rest her hand and then they like kiss yeah. and I thought there's there's the beauty of them being married there's a familiarity yeah. in their like intimacy Comfort and, and yeah. yeah and I was like oh I love watching that so Anyway, really great, t- very typical Hallmark movie, but really great, really well done. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, if, if I recommend Haley watch it, 
because a lot of times we don't watch them together. Like she's doing something, I'm you know watching it. If I go, oh my gosh, she would really like that, then it's kind of a big deal because she. Yeah. There's only so much cheese that she can handle. So <laughs> yeah. So if she. Yeah. If she likes it, then we know it's also very good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, speaking of her, um, so mm-hmm. right before this, we had approximately 45 minutes before I needed to, you know, hop on to record. Mm-hmm. And that is the length of a TV show that we've been watching called The Way Home. And I've talked about this on here. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's only 10 episodes, but we have not, like, binged it or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, we watch, honestly, it's about a typical back-in-the-day show. You watch, like, one a yeah. week. <laughs> um, we are on episode 9 of 10. Mm-hmm. And we it ends on a crazy cliffhanger like this last episode and i just gotta say it's on hallmark um yeah we watch it on friendly or i've been i've gotten a subscription to hallmark movies now it's on there as well and it is so good like i genuinely forget that it is hallmark because it is just i mean you would love it it is wild the whole time we're like what is happening maybe this maybe that and sometimes like we're right you know we're going oh i bet you it's this but it's still, it's so stinking good. And it's a mother-daughter and there's like animosity between them. But then there's the grandmother and and the mom who have animosity. So there's double mother-daughter, you know, dramas yeah. going on. There's uh, death, grief, uh, missing child. Like there's all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, this this show just does such a great job. So Ooh, I gotta say, everyone. I know. I gotta say, show. I really recommend that. And Haley and I, like Haley, will be like, "Please, can we watch an episode tonight?" So that's how good Aww, it is. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to add that to my list. Um, so now I'm for sure needing to watch yes. it. So yes. yeah, now everybody, you have a movie and a show. If you can't watch a movie, go watch an episode of that show. <laughs> I love the memes that are like, um, "Do you want to watch watch an eight hour movie?" Oh my gosh, no. Do you want to watch eight <gasps> one hour episodes of a yes. TV show? Yes, absolutely. I absolutely do. <laughs> Sign me up. That Sign me up. That's about right. <laughs> Sweet. Well, that's the movie we have for you, everyone. Yep. Um, do you happen... Is it Mariah's Lighthouse next week? I want to say it is. I was looking today at the list, and that sounds really My familiar. My planner is elsewhere, but we do have all of our movies planned out, basically, between now and the end Mariah's, of Mariah's... Yep, Mariah's Lighthouse was correct. Yep. And that's also a movie that I that is just on friendly that we just found and favorited you don't have to like record it or anything um so it's easy to get to so feel free to watch that in advance if you want to hear our thoughts about it or if you want to just come back next week and be spoiled yes that's what we're gonna um i must say and i i I need to look up what the fall like theme is this year for hallmark movies i believe they start coming out the week after labor day or or the week after that i can't remember but we'll keep an eye on those and get some of those in so that yeah. you guys can watch some really like updated uh, movies as well. Because we like to mix it up. We like to do brand new and older. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as like even life updates, uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, yeah. For our, I work at a university and students started today back to classes and Love everything. It. So um, I feel like I kind of got back to normal with stuff and I am just... Uh, my new job, I have so much more breathing room and I'm really enjoying that yeah, part. Like I, I have to focus exciting. a lot more than I did my other job on like one task at a time. But I had like one one hour meeting today and literally the rest That's of the so time nice. was just 
open. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I stepped into your old job then. Cause I, um, yes, seriously, <laughs> I have a million and a half things, but it all kind of started this week. So my days are flying by, which I appreciate. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it and we're just prepping for some really exciting stuff between now and the end of the year. So that's about it for me. Wow. I mean, we probably have like 17 more updates, but this is it. This is all you get this time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so tired, everyone. <laughs> no, totally fine. Um, well, we will be back next week watching Mariah's Lighthouse and uh, really just ending August with you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, let us know any of your thoughts that you might have and uh, just any movies or TV shows that yeah. you're interested in hearing our thoughts on, even if like... You know, if we do Barbie and uh, the Magic Ordinary Days, that's our range. <laughs> like, yeah, we basically. will go super old school or completely brand spanking new, uh, just depending on the movie. So, yeah. we hope you guys have a great day and week, uh, and we look forward to hanging out with you next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks again for hanging out with us here at Hallmark Remarks. If you liked this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a review so our podcast can find its way to new listeners who can join in on the fun. And while you're at it, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at Hallmark underscore Remarks pod and on Pinterest at Hallmark Remarks. That's where we'll not only post about movies we'll be reviewing, but also keep you up to date on our lives and other exciting things. And if you have movie suggestions, thoughts, or want to send us pictures of your pets, email us at hallmarkremarkspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, never forget that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie.